hey there. Hi, I'm Garrett. And this would be, I guess, episode one, officially, of The World According to G. Now, today, we're going to talk a little bit about coronavirus. We're going to talk about something that I've been struggling with since all of this started. And it has to do with not COVID-19, but the COVID-15 and putting on weight. So I've asked my trainer if he would come on with me and talk about getting back on track after you've been stuck in a rut thanks to this COVID sabbatical. So I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about quite a bit. Coronavirus. It's taken away so much from so many people. But in my personal life, it's also, I think, given as much back. Now, here's what I mean. First, you got to give me a second. I got to give you a little background. So we got to go backwards a little bit and fill in the blanks. Now, I've worked in radio for 25 years or more. Not going to tell you exactly. Ever since I started in radio, I've worked pretty much every weekend. I've worked holidays and pretty much whenever there's been a huge life event, I've had to work. So I've missed out on a lot of opportunities. So when I say that coronavirus has taken so much away, it's also given back. You see, for the last three months, there's so many of you, so many of us that have lost so much. We've lost family. We've lost friends. We've lost jobs. We've lost employment opportunities. I'm fortunate enough to still have a job. And for the first time ever in my career, I've had weekends off. I was already at home spending time with the family because I was doing my show from the house. Had a great company that gave us that opportunity. So I was spending time with the family, kind of. I guess to say I was in their presence or they were in mine. So even though I was home, it was almost as if the family was still taking a back seat to me getting my job done. Now, having weekends free was a blessing in disguise, and it forced me to slow down, and it's forced me to spend time with my family that, for the most part, I would have taken and done work instead. I'll be honest. I love to work, and my wife has said on many occasions that she feels like she's the mistress to my job. So coronavirus taking so much away also taught me to be a better husband. It's taught me to be a better father, and it has taught me to take a little more time to enjoy life and not take work so seriously sometimes. So my original point, and I'm sorry that it took me forever to get to, was that I was crashing and I didn't realize it. I was sitting in my kayak the other day, and this is where this all came to fruition. I was sitting in my kayak and I'm floating along with the current and I'm trying to tie a lure onto my line as I was fishing and I see trees coming up that I didn't want to crash into. And I felt like at that moment, that's where I was. I was crashing into the trees. I was rushing to spend too much time working and not enough time with my family. So coronavirus to me, it kind of gave me something back. It gave my family something back that I guess I didn't realize that was missing. My wife and kids probably did but I was blind to it. I know that my wife did tell me last fall, I came back from hunting. I had spent all day out in the field and I come home that evening and I was in a great mood. 
And my wife saw the difference. I went hunting a few more times, and she finally mentioned it to me. She goes, you know, when you go outside and you clear your mind and you do something that you love to do, that you're passionate about, you're a completely different person when you come to the house. She said that, I feel like you are the person I married. You're full of life. You're in a good mood. And I'm thinking to myself, look, I came home without a deer. I don't know how I'm in such a good mood. But I was nonetheless. She could see it. My kids could see it. So the bottom line is, make time for your family. Make time for your wife. Make time for your kids. If you hear your wife say you're spending too much time at work, you should probably listen to her because she's right. So the past few months spending so much time with my family has been an absolute pleasure. It's been a blessing. And I can't believe I feel like I've missed out on so much. But I'm glad we're doing it now. Now also with COVID-19 comes the lack of motivation to work out when your gym is closed. Now, when all of the gyms closed, I told myself, I can do this. I like to lift. That's what I enjoy. I don't like doing a lot of cardio, but I know that I had to do it. So I told myself, you know what? I'm going to go to the state park. I'm going to hike three days a week. I'm going to get on my bike, which has sat in the garage for months. And I'm going to ride 10 miles, two days a week. So if I hike three days a week, I bike two days a week, and I do some squats, some lunges, some push-ups, I'll be okay. That lasted about 10 days. Did that happen to you? Did you get in that workout rut during COVID-19? Maybe you're still there. I know I am. And my gym is back open. But it has been a struggle mentally to get back on track. So last week, I went and met with my trainer, and I was telling him of the struggles that I was having. Of course, throughout this entire time, we were texting back and forth. He was trying to motivate me, and it just wasn't working. I like to lift. That's what I like to do. So we got back into lifting. But through this process, I said, hey, Mez, that's what he goes by is Mez. I said, hey, Mez, would you come on and be on my first podcast? I want to talk about the struggles of getting back into a fitness routine and a nutrition routine. Because with COVID-19, for a lot of us, also came the COVID-15. We got comfortable at home. We didn't go anywhere. And we continued to eat. So this next part with Mez was actually recorded at the gym during one of our sessions. We were talking about the COVID-15, right? Oh, yeah. And the weight that you can gain within the last three months. That's no joke. It's real. I've seen it on social media with a lot of people and trying to get back into a routine. But now that the gym is back open, I'm sure you've seen it with your clients. Oh, yeah. It's, It's actually really real because, I mean, people have talked about like, oh, like, you know, Getting close to, uh, I can do my workouts, I go do this and do that at home, and then when they come in, I'm like, wow, what happened? No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> like, but like, no, it's, it's, it's real. I mean, you got to make sure that you're staying active. Um, it really changed the fact that, like you said, like most people were coming to the gym on a regular basis and had a routine. It really forced you to have to like be 
um, not experimental, but like you open your mind to trying new things, mm-hmm. being active, like walk, going outside and walking, maybe trying some running for the first time, um, getting creative with like, you know, dumbbells, jump rope, um, going out on social media or even like talking to myself and I'd reach out to my clients and give them routines and things for them to do, just something to keep them more active. Well, I think that's, that's important because if you've got friends that are still active, get with them and ask them to send you reminders. If you don't have a trainer, like you were doing with me, yeah. you were sending me weekly just check-ins yeah. and workouts and ideas. Yeah. And if you don't have a trainer, find a friend who is used to working out that can send you similar stuff. Mez, let's talk about for a second the mindset that you have to have after maybe you're working at home for the last three months. Your refrigerator is right there. Right. The food pantry is right there. Food is so readily available. Yeah. Um, what's the best way to work around that? Like for years, there was a point when I felt like I needed to work out. I used a rubber band. And if I had an urge to eat, I would snap the rubber band on uh, my wrist. Okay. Yeah. But what would be some mindset ways to get around those urges that you may have knowing that the refrigerator or there's a bag of chips 10 feet away. It's not. Well, one thing I would try to tell people is one, don't buy them, but it's, that's not reality. Um, you could put something on your fridge. I mean, basically like almost like a stop sign, like just to check yourself. And I mean, like sometimes people can actually like put like a, a counter. Every time you open your fridge, you can put a mark like, hey, I've done this, or put down like, hey, I've opened the fridge and had this. Like, kind of like if you write things down, right. journaling is always a really good idea, but if you do that right in front of you, you can say, oh, wait a minute, like I've been in the fridge six times today, and I've done this, 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 and this is what I've eaten. But if you journal, you can actually say, okay, like, look, this is what I want to do. This is my allotment for what I should be eating. I shouldn't do that. I should maybe, like, look for a healthier alternative. Right. I'm guilty of that doing, that doing that, too. I mean, like, when... My wife would buy some things and for the kids and, oh, like, there's an Oreo in there. Let me have one. I mean, like, then, you know, one became three. And it's like, oh, my God, like, what did I do? I mean, like, right. you know, I'm human. I mean, but then I'm like, all right, I got to we'll work this off. The good thing, though, about exercise is that it makes you feel good. So it's almost like I got to move. I got to do something because when you don't move, you don't feel good, I right. feel. You know, even, like, with flexibility, like, flexibility is another aspect of fitness, right? Like, you're so limited in things that you can do. And I'm just talking, like picking up your grandkids or like playing with your kids outside or like mowing the lawn or like even like tying your shoes. I mean, like if you have a tight back and if you have issues that are like inhibiting that you can't do those simple daily tasks, it makes a a big impact in your life. Yeah. The functional stuff is important. Being able to do those simple things. I don't know. For example, like if I'm at home and I don't have a lot of weights, you know, just pick up like if you have a small six pack cooler at home, exactly. fill that with something and then just pick that up you know over and over again just find simple things I was saying like you could use like laundry detergent I was telling people to take like a backpack and you could put some things in your backpack and like put that on your back for extra weight pick it up over your head I mean just simple little things like you said I mean that can actually like give you some type of weight resistance when you mentioned flexibility and, and mobility one of the best investments that I think that we made at our house was a simple roller there you go that even helped loosen up muscles tremendously right um, what's the benefit of using those? I mean, does, is that what you really get out of it? Does it help you maintain that flexibility? Yeah, I mean, like, you got you to be careful of how hard you roll. I mean, obviously, like, you know, arteries and capillaries pump blood, and you don't want to, like, be forcing so much blood into certain areas. But, yeah, I mean, you want to gently roll the muscles. You want to stretch the muscles. You want to make sure that you're holding these stretches, like, 20 to 30 seconds long, just making sure that you're not bouncing. Right. That's going to be the best aspect of, like, you know, stretching, getting more flexible, getting more mobile. Um 
doing like body weight movements because when you work out and you exercise and move, you just physically feel better. Yeah, I, I know like, I do. I know I do too. And I feel like, yeah, it's tough sometimes and you don't want to do it. But the alternative is if you don't do it, you're going to feel worse in the end. So you just got to say, hey, you know what? I was talking to a client this morning about this. Like, just if you're coming to a gym, get in the car and just get here. As soon as you get here, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I'm here finally. But just getting here is the hardest part. Yep. Getting started is the hardest part. A lot of times people, like you said, with this whole COVID thing, they haven't worked out in three months, four months. Getting going. Just start from the beginning. Don't worry about where you were. Start about where you are now and just start progressing. You'll progress fast. You'll get back to where you are in no time. And that's the most important. I will say that when you say forget about where you were, I... I have a little bit of difficulty with that because right when this whole thing started, I was at my strongest bench press ever. I was right. almost at 300 pounds. Right, right. And then all of a sudden having to stop and take three months off, I did maybe 30 push-ups. You yeah. know, actually, made, I take yeah. that back. Um, I did that for one video, so I probably did closer to maybe 100 in the three months. But right. still, it wasn't the same as lifting, right. you know, a, a, a barbell with nearly 300 pounds on it. Right, um, right. And then last week when we were together, I you had me doing like 210, I think, yep. just to get me back. But I realized I hadn't lost all that much. No. The the muscle memory is there. Yeah. It just takes a few weeks to get back yeah. to that point. It takes a few weeks. It's like this muscle endurance versus muscle strength because some people can take time off and actually feel stronger. They're not going to do a max bench press, but they're going to be like in the vicinity of where they were. Right. You know, and as long as you're maintaining with some push-ups here and there, I mean, you're okay. I have another client doing the same thing. He like thought he totally lost everything, and all of a sudden he went and like, oh, I can actually do that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 just being consistent. That's the hardest thing for most people. If you can have that consistency and just starting slow, it's foundation. I always say, like when you're going to build a house, you're going to make sure you have a strong foundation. Start slow, build up correctly, because then that will knock down. But if you rush, shortcut, do whatever, that foundation is going to be all over right. the place. Final thoughts on getting back into a routine. What should I do to get back into that routine? Just okay. Well, the first thing I do is I'd actually like if you take a journal or take like a, a calendar, just write down. Okay, these are the days I'm going to commit, commit to exercise. I'm going to work out two days a week, three days a week, whatever you can actually do. Just get started. You start writing stuff down. I feel like writing stuff down once you put it in like in ink or paper, it's going to be like more of like a, Hey, I'm going to follow through with this. If you don't do that, like you're going to be, Oh, okay. I got busy. I can do this and do that. So I would start there, write it down. Then, like you said, like get in the car, just get here. If you're not working out at a gym, hypothetically, you're working at home, do the same thing. You just get to where you need to get to start like moving, start stretching, warm up, then start acclimating yourself to lifting. And then next thing you know, Hey, 15 minutes. Great. I did a workout today. Next day, Take a day off, stretch, then do a workout. Like, so if you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just do that three days a week. Then you start like, okay, my food. My food is the most important thing because I'm nourishing my body. Drink more water. Even if you're drinking like soda, a lot of coffee, whatever you're drinking, add water to those other drinks. Start to minimize those other drinks and start to increase your water more and more and more. And then over time, you'll start to feel like, hey, I need more water versus those other drinks. I used to always add lemon to my water. Lemon made you want to drink yeah. more. Yeah. Your body's acidic, your lemon. So that would help. Um, and then I would just basically just say, don't focus on the scale as much. Focus on how you feel and focus on how clothes fit you. I mean, like a lot of times people like say, oh, I did all this work and I haven't lost a pound. But then next thing you know, they lost X amount of body fat and they feel better. They've actually transformed their body. They feel stronger. Go by how you feel. If you feel physically stronger, if you feel more mobile, if you feel better, that's ways in the right direction, I think, too. I think people take the scale 
too too seriously. Yeah. You're right about that. And it is when you start working out, your body changes and the distribution of where you th- thought fat was moves to muscle somewhere else. And yeah, your clothes fit differently. And you probably made just a huge difference and you didn't realize it even though you may not see it in the scale. Correct. And the thing is, okay, what's the alternative? If you don't do these things, you're going to feel worse. You're going to gain weight. I mean, like, these are all things that are going to go in the negative direction. So I feel like if you do nothing, it's going to cause over time to start sliding. If you keep just going in the right direction and doing like a couple of days, nothing, like I said, nothing has to be like five days a week, six days a week, like a lot of people do. You just do two days, one day, three days, and then you start adding onto there. I saw a quote from John Wooden, basketball coach. Yeah. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Correct. So you really have to get in that mindset that you're going to do it. And also even having, I think, somebody to help hold you accountable. Right. Like, you hold me accountable, right. you know, as my trainer, but even if you don't have a trainer, have a friend yes. that helps hold you accountable. Right. That says, hey, did you get to the gym today? Right. Or, hey, did you do your workout today? Absolutely. And even if you have no one to, like, talk to, let's just say yourself, write down your goals. Do, like, obtainable goals. Hey, I'm going to lose five pounds in a month or five pounds in two months and just like start tracking towards that and making sure that you're going in that direction as far as inches, where your clothes fit, how you physically feel. I mean, we can go from as minimal to as extreme as you want to be, but I mean like just being like active is what's most important. Mez, uh, my trainer here at American Family Fitness, thank you. We will leave you with the positive story of the day. Uh, Can I get an amen? This is how I will end this podcast every week. I do a segment on my radio show called Can I Get an Amen? And what I do is I search the internet for stories of positivity, stories of motivation. It's good human beings being good human beings and looking out for each other. Now, I came across this story and I'm not a big wine drinker, but a lot of my friends are. And this is happening all over. You know, when you follow Facebook, there are a lot of different groups. There's a group for everything, right? There is a group known as Wine Fairies. Now, what do they do? They put together gift baskets that usually include wine and leave them on other people's doorsteps. It could be your neighbor or a complete stranger. You just make a little package, wine, goodies, treats, and you bring it to somebody's doorstep. You can do it anonymously if you want, or you can sign your name to it. Wine showing up on your doorstep to get you through the day, what's better than that? Dressing up as characters, it makes people laugh. Have a good time. My husband and myself have just did about 400 other fairies, pinpointed certain people, people that are going through hard times, single parents, people that just are not in a good place right now. Apparently, there's hundreds of these chapters that have popped up all over the country. And the biggest one that we've seen so far is about 80,000 members. So if you want to be a part of a group that makes others feel good, you might look into that. Can I get an amen? Amen!